God bless highlight, Ty. Ty? Ty, you good? You there? It's just me, folks. Emergency pod based on the ownership of the Cesta Cyclones. We have managed to track down the man who brokered the deal. We are getting you some official details on who is the owner. I mean, Mike has done that hostile takeover. He's my owner uh, in my book, but you're going to get some inside details on the ownership and what's next for Highlight in this episode. So we are talking to Chris Yortzos, who uh, helped set up the deal with the Levitard Show and the Sesta Cyclones. And yeah, I think you're going to look forward to some of the little inside details that he gives you and a couple little nuggets on what's coming next for Highlight. So let's go ahead and jump into that interview. All right. Welcome, uh, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. I heard, um, I heard the Carbio interview and was, uh, it brought a smile to my face. So it's great to be on with y'all. Awesome. Uh, how do you say your last name? It's uh, Yortzos, um, Greek, but uh, yeah, Chris Yortzos is the name. Awesome. Uh, so uh, Chris, you had a hand in setting up the ownership of the Sesta Cyclones with the uh, Levitard show. So I guess my first question is, you know, how did you come to be involved with the ownership deal with uh, Magic City and the Levitard show? Yeah. So um, the group that I work for, 76 Capital, we uh, we do a bunch of different things. We have an investment firm. I'm on the consulting side. And we got in touch with with Scott and Lindsay Savin, um, kind of the the brain children behind uh, Magic City Highlight, and we learned that they were interested in reviving this awesome sport. And I think everyone has some random connection to Highlight, whether you found it in a um, you know in a Dos Equis commercial with the most interesting man, whether it comes up in a crossword puzzle, uh, an old episode of Mad Men. There's some everyone has some connection there, and. Scott and Lindsay had this vision to bring this sport back and revive it. Um, and they, they hired us to really help with that whole process. So we're playing a, a small but meaningful role in, in bringing Highlight back. Um, and so we've been working with them for the better part of the last year. And Scott had, had reached out to us and basically told us, you know, the old format of Highlight, which was done in a paramutual way, basically it was like a king of the hill thing where, where players rotated in and out. It was conceptually a little difficult for like a modern audience to understand. And he wanted to bring something to that modern audience that was a little bit more consumable. So he transformed it into a league structure where you'd have teams that are competing. The teams, as you know, Sesta Cyclones, Wall Warriors, Robote Renegades, and the Chula Chargers. Um, would go be, clones. Yeah, go clones indeed. Um, that was the structure. And this first this uh, this was the first year that that uh, Magic City Highlight incorporated this structure into this new offering. So, uh, the season started right after the Super Bowl, February fourteenth, and it culminated, as you guys know, um, last Sunday uh, with the victory from the Sesta Cyclones. And um, long story short, I'm as you guys are a massive fan of the Levitard Show. I know that they used to do live hits from from Dania Highlight. Um, Dania had since closed. And as we were trying to get this sport launched um, or this new format of the sport launched, it made a ton of sense for me as we were doubling and tripling down on Miami, who better to develop a relationship with than the crew than the Levitard crew. Um, and so that was kind of the inception behind getting them involved. Um, 
so what what is expected or uh, involved with being like an owner of a highlight team? Yeah, it's it's rare that you know you have an opportunity to have like seasonal ownership of a of a professional sports team, and so we were lucky in that uh, we had these four ownership slots. Um, Scott and Lindsay had built relationships with a couple of the other owners. You know, you've got Kay Marie. She's the the uh, principal behind the Wall Warriors, and she's the one who brought her whole contingent out against the Cessna Cyclones this past Sunday. Um, the Renegades are owned by Jam and Johnny, who has La Musica. Um, the Chargers are owned by a, a family from Chicago, the, the Bletchman family. Um, and so essentially what we wanted to do is structure these relationships where we could provide support to the teams through myriad ways. Ways. It could be financial support. It could be through content partnerships. Um, there were a couple of different ways that we structured them. And ultimately, the goal was to bring highlight to the masses and finding owners um, who could get behind the mission um, in terms of bringing both the sport and the league to a, a wider audience. And, you know, for this for purposes of this conversation, you know, the Levitard crew certainly did that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like you mentioned earlier of like, you know, people having their connection points with mm-hmm. Highlight, and I've definitely, you know, I've heard him talk about it on the show. And then the other thing you mentioned was the Mad Men episode. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, when they started talking about Highlight, like those were my two points of like, you know, it's something they've talked about before on yeah. the show. And uh, yeah, that that one lone episode uh, where they talk about Highlight on Mad Men as well. So I had some of those same connection points with the sport. Yeah. And, and I remember, you know, listening to the show as big of a fan as I am those live hits they used to do from Dania, that was one of my first touch points with Highlight. And so knowing that, that, you know, Dan and the rest of the crew had familiarity with the sport. um, You know, one of the missions that we had was again, you know, double and triple down on Miami. So it just made a ton of sense for us to build that relationship there. And it's a sport that domestically has roots there. So um, we're just really fortunate that those guys got behind it the way that they did so that we could launch battle court in the fashion that we were able to. And, you know, the intention is, as we move forward, season two of Battle Court is going to start, you know, back up in September in the interim um, between now and, and and that September time frame. All those players are going to be playing in a head to head match, not on behalf of their teams, um, but for their own individual purposes um, in this head to head structure. So we've got a lot of fun things that are coming down the pike and excited about, you know, the the continued support and involvement. So you mentioned that you're a Levitard fan as well. And I I just wondered if you could share, like, you know, when you think of the show, what's one of, like, your favorite moments that uh, you uh, think about? Yeah. So, Nathan, um, how, how long have you been a fan of the show? Like, are you is are you a recent fan or do you go back a decade or so? Um, I go I go back close to a decade. I've been, since I'm California, I've been listening since they were on uh, ESPN radio. Yeah. It started out just being like in my car. Uh, and then it took like a couple years before I wasn't, I would just listen to sports radio in the car and not really listen to podcasts. Yeah. So it wasn't until 2016 that I started listening uh, daily with the podcasts. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm very similar to you. I mean, growing up, for me, I remember reading Dan when he was in ESPN, the magazine and like getting the physical copy, um, actually like leafing through to his section, reading that first mm-hmm. before anything else. And then following his journey through ESPN, you know, obviously when he would go on PTI and sub in for Tony or Mike with Bill Simmons, those are two guys I grew up on. And then the show, uh, I think you can, you know, uh, support me on this, but when you listen to the show, 
you become on the inside of the joke and for them to like welcome the community in and be part of that joke was, was something that resonated for me at the outset. I remember back when the heat had LeBron Wade and Bosch, one of my favorite bits that they used to do is actually with the guy who's no longer part of the show, but with Mark Hockman, I remember they would get, they would get hit up from radio stations across the country asking for a heat insider and he would represent himself as the heat insider and you'd go on, I think his saying was esta noche somos mantequilla, which is like a total nonsense his, his Spanish phrase. And people would take him seriously. And, you know, a- after we would come back from doing his hits, you know, the show would have some fun with it. And I remember, you know, just hysterically laughing when I would hear that. And that was one of the, the first moments where I was like, all right, this is the show for me. And ever since then, I've been a huge fan. I mean, all the way from, you know, uh, Greg breaking uh, Dan's engagement announcement to him trampling Billy's home run call at the Marlins a couple of years ago. So yeah, there's, there's too many memories to, uh, you know, to point out here. Um, but yeah, I've been a massive fan for, for a, uh, over a decade. Yeah. I, I think for me, some of the top moments that I think of um, for me, Mike's mad dog impersonation <laughs> uh, that he started doing has just, when he did the whole like, you know, they had belts, uh, the, the balls had belts, you know, that one. I listened to that so many times. It just made me crack up uh, laughing uh, every every time I heard it. That's probably one of my favorite uh, moments. And then I'd say the uh, other one that I probably listened to the most was the Derek Jeter uh, interview that Billy and Chris <laughs> Uh, did when they they read it like two different ways um, was just so funny uh, that I've probably listened to that one a ton of times too. I mean, everything that they do turns to gold in some form or fashion. Like when they did Freedom last year and the Carolina Reaper bit, which I, I think goes to mm-hmm. show how impassion- how passionate the audience is. But like, you know, them hitting 44,000 in terms of dollars raised that goes towards LLS research, um, ALS research. Um, you know, and then ultimately Kate Fagan's going to eat the pepper once they get to 88,000. I think they got there in like an hour and a half or two hours just because people wanted to support the show. It just goes to show you how passionate, you know, the fans are and, and all of these bits that they turn into is just, it's hysterical. So it's, it, it, it's a personal highlight for me that, that I'm able to like work with those guys just cause you know, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed and a little proud to say like every there's not a day that goes by that I don't listen to at least some part of the show, if not the entire thing when I'm listening to it on one and a half speed. Um, but yeah, massive fan. <laughs> we got to get that uh, speed up. I'm I'm famously I listen at speeds of three times speed. Wait, are you the three times speed guy? I'm the I'm the three times speed guy, sometimes <laughs> 3.5, depending on how much work that I have. I got to get to your level, man. <clears throat> It take it takes time, you know, honed over years of 1.5, 2.0. And then uh the Audible app uh opened me up to faster speeds where that one like you can they have it every tenth of a you know time. So two point one, yeah. then Audible's a lot slower to like put the podcast in. So then I hopped over to Spotify and they have like 2.5, 3.0. So it depends on what time of day it is. Like, you know, some people are like, oh, you don't always listen. No, I don't always listen at three times speed. But, right. you know, if I have nothing, if I have nothing to do and uh, I can focus on it, then like, and I'm, you know, maybe got like 10 minutes to kill. I'll see if I can't knock out 
the majority of an episode at like three times <laughs> speed. But if I'm listening at that speed, you can't be multitasking at all. Yeah. Otherwise, you lose a whole entire like you go, you lose your train of thought. You lose like half of a segment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one and a half. It's it's sometimes for me a little challenging to pick up on, you know, some of the little the short windows, right, that they're so famous for. Um, yeah. But yeah, I got I got to up my speeds to get on your level. Yeah, I've been trying to make a couple of jokes on Twitter, like where I changed my bio, where I said, like, my favorite segment is weekend. Like, at least I think that's what it is. Um, Did you, you, know, you guys are the ones who did the Basque Pro Shops imagery, right? Yeah, I, I did that. I photoshopped out the uh, the Basque Pro Shops with uh, the Photoshop. And then I created like a fake Basque Pro Shops logo slapped it on top. That was incredible. Um, we had a, me and, me and Lindsay, um, she's, she's with Magic City Highlight. She runs all the, all the social stuff. She was having a, a go at all that. She's like, man, that was mm. incredible. We gotta, we gotta find a way to, you know, bring this to life. So we had, we had <laughs> some fun with that. So appreciate you. No problem. Yeah. And then I just Googled like, you know, Basque, like drinks and like food and just threw in like a couple <laughs> of their, you know, a typical, like, I think it was like, pin cone punch and pisto yep. uh, as like a dish so yeah no that's a lot of fun i that's where that's really where i got started on twitter was just photoshopping like images either that one i had to pull out like actual photoshop to like clear out the logo but most of the time i'm just doing something like quick and easy where you're just copying a photo into like remove background and then you know pasting yeah. it over over something else real quick and easy Amazing. We got to we got to take the show on the road and actually go to the Basque country and get the authentic highlight experience for us all um, yeah. and really bring this home. Yeah, then then Mike sure wouldn't be able to have anything to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the Pyrenees Mountains, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so I'm curious when you set up the deal with the show, who who was it that you were connecting with about ownership? Who negotiated yeah. the deal? Yeah, we we did some back channeling and. I got to give a shout out to to Bimmel over there. He's he's incredible. I mean, we we originally kind of pitched this idea as like, hey, do you guys want to get involved? And he was amazing. He's like, yeah, come down to Miami. You know, you hear about the Clevelander Hotel and the mecca for the show. Um, and having a chance to actually go to Miami, visit the Clevelander, see where all the magic happens. You know, the shipping container, seeing people go in and out was pretty awesome. But yeah, we we basically sat down. You know, in in their room there. And uh, the way that they, they constructed their involvement was it was based around content. And I, I love that they kind of put their money where their mouth is. It's like, we're a show that's, that's predicated on content. If it makes sense for us content wise, like let's, let's have some fun with it. And so it was determined at that point that Chris Cody, you know, would own the team. Um, so we all kind of sat down, hammered through what the, you know, what the points would look like for his involvement. Um, and then the rest was, you know, as they say, history and it, when he took over, you know, the, the cyclones were hovering in last place. And then March 20th rolled around, Cody brings, you know, his, his hat, the cane and the rest of the crew. And that was one of the first times that we had the front on as lively as it was. And I think, you know, they, they ended up sweeping the warriors that day and en route to, you know, ultimately being crowned champions, albeit without Cody's presence, but Mike Ryan dutifully stepping in, um, and bringing it home for the crew. So, so yeah, that, that was kind of the way that it all came together. Um, but shouts to, you know, Bimmel and the rest of the team for, for making it happen. 
Well, I mean, with you mentioning, you know, the Clevelander and also that first, I was at the first Cody. I traveled all the way from California Amazing. to that event. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that, I think I have to drop a Nathan Minimum Miami exclusive on that. So here we go. Oh, wait a second. I just realized I said I have to do that, but I am not sharing my audio. Let's see. Oh, wait. Am I sharing my screen here? Yeah. Technical difficulties. <laughs> no worries. I'm excited. This is a buildup. This is something I've been doing since I've been to Miami. I'm going to go ahead and fire this off. Let's hear it. Nami. So... I have to speak quietly for this because these are secrets that I learned about the show while I was in Miami that the show doesn't want me to share. So okay. the way I get around it is I whisper. So okay. I'm, I'm going to get my, my secrets here, music going. I got you. So I've been to Miami. I've met the show. I've been to the Clevelander, the, the studio where, where you said the magic happens. And what I was surprised by is the studio's even smaller than you realize. It's so small. And that and is a Nathan it. Minima, yep. <laughs> Miami exclusive. <laughs> yep. It, I mean... It's it's surprising. What surprised me the most was how small the um, highly questionable studio was. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty wild. It was funny. I mean, Dan had a quip about one of the couches in the green room, um, which apparently was uh, uh, cast away by I think a local hospital that they they brought in, and you know because they were a startup, they wanted to have that thing. Uh, they needed to have some seating arrangements for guests. Um, so I had the honor of of sitting down on that seat as we were hammering out the deal points of Cody, Mike Ryan, and the rest of the, the Levitard show owning the Cesta Cyclones. How would you rank Bimmel in terms of a negotiator? Does he play hardball? Oh, Bimmel's amazing. He is. He's incredible. Um, we, uh, like I said, one one of the, the more interesting things is like they wrap the business around content. And so if there's a really interesting content play, um, you know, for us with, with the season being right after the football season and ultimately culminating right before the, you know, the peak of the NBA playoffs, it's a good two month window where they could embrace it and dive in the way that they did. And, you know, watching him and, and Mike Ryan and, and Dan and, and Cody kind of go back and forth on how their involvement, how they can weave their involvement of the Cessna Cyclones in through the show. I mean, you being as avid of a listener as you are, you, you could hear kind of the storylines develop over the last few mm -hmm. weeks. And, you know, that was something that we, we loved. I mean, we love that the Cyclones were, were a part of, of the Levitard show. Um, and that's, you know, again, credit to the team for coming up with some great ideas and finding a home for us there. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've loved the way they've brought it up as content on the show too. I think they're one of the few podcasts where, you know, I'll occasionally actually listen to the ads that are yeah. on it. Like, you know, the sheets and giggles every time oh, there's a new yeah. one of those. 
all uh, play it through. So they they do a great job of, you know, mixing in, you know, whatever they're doing on a business side to the content in like a natural way. 100%, man. I'm glad you you said you brought it up if you weren't, I was going to, but the Sheets and Giggles guys, I mean, Colin and the rest of the team there, that, that I mean, you, I'm sure you met Colin when you came out mm-hmm. on March 20th, like the support that they had in terms of coming out and and showing in-person support for the Cyclones is amazing. And, you know, I, again, it goes back to the power of, you know, that their fans are, are supporters in basically anything that they do. And we've been able to kind of draft off of that a little bit with what we're doing high ally wise. Mm-hmm. So as you know, though, there's been an, a controversy around the ownership. Mike Ryan has invoked a hostile takeover. He was at the championship. Cody was not. He missed two weeks in a row. And, you know, rumor on the street is I, I haven't heard this. I don't know anything officially. I'm not reporting this right. But I've heard that in ownership contracts, there's sometimes a boating clause because usually these owners are rich, rich men that have boats. And in order in to make sure Cody too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, in order to make sure that they attend their games, there's usually some sort of boating clause that's cooked into the ownership contract in which you're only allowed to miss so many games due to a boating related event. So could you, could you speak more to Chris Cody's ownership and did he become in violation of that ownership? You know, we were so eager to develop a relationship with, with Levitar that, that, that may have been something that Mike in true Mike Ryan fashion slipped in as a deal point that maybe went unseen by us. Mm. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to dig back through the contract and actually read those finer points that are normally just regular legalese. Um, but it, he quite possibly could have slipped in a boating clause that, that uh, did not get seen by anyone on the Magic City Highlight team nor Cody. But if it's in there and there's signatures on that contract, that could void him of, that could void Cody of ownership. And Mike Ryan may, might be the true owner of the Sesta Cyclones. We'll have, to, we'll have to look into that. Yeah, I mean, if he did, that's, that's an incredibly heady play because, you know, we all knew he was going to miss the cruise. Cody had said that in other, not miss the, miss the championship for a cruise. That, that had been mentioned and brought up prior on the show. But a surprise boating day with the boys, the day before, he was also supposed to go to the week before the championship game. Mm. Maybe a little too many brewskis. Didn't mm. show up for his interview on the Twitch. Disappointing Polly and El Barba. Mine have, mine have made him in violation of that contract, making the ownership open for Mike Ryan to officially take over as the owner. I mean, contractually, we'll have to look into it. But in the court of public opinion, if you can get a good tagline behind a switch of ownership, like you cruise, you lose. Mm-hmm. I, I think public opinion may may speak for itself there. So, um, you know, Mike's Mike's doing what he can. And, and to, to his credit, you know, he shows up, lends his support. The Wall Warriors came out in full force, as did their fans, and Mike brought it home for the Sesta Cyclones. Um, he's the one who actually touched the hardware and, and held up the trophy, yeah. um, him and you know his family out there. So y- you got to give credit where it's due. Um, so had it not been for Mike Ryan, did the Sesta Cyclones come away as champions? That's, I guess, a question we'll never have the real answer to. There's a lot of Cody fans out there. There's a lot of Mike Ryan fans out there. And I think the Chris Cody fans might want to know, is there, is there any way for Chris Cody to possibly get back the ownership? Like, you know, what if Mike doesn't show up 
in the fall to their first game and Cody's there. What, what could that open? Are you suggesting what I think you might be suggesting? I mean, do we, do we put Chris Cody's famous athletic abilities to the test against Mike Ryan's in the front on, or I mean, we could possibly look at doing a matchup head to head and, uh, and see who comes out on top. Um, that would certainly Mm -hmm. be interesting. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's ultimately up to, up to the guys to, you know, we got a, we got a couple months here to kind of sort out who the rightful owner of the Cessna Cyclones is. And uh, I think we're here for all different types of machinations for how we determine who the rightful owner is. A um, little bit of brotherly, you know, brotherly infighting, never, never hurt anybody. I think so. I mean, if you look at it, Mike Ryan was there twice. Chris Cody was there twice. Mike Ryan was there for the chip, which really, at the end of the day, it's the only one that matters. In my vote, Mike Ryan, hostile takeover, it's done. Finito. But next season, whole new ball game, right? What if, you know, Mike Ryan doesn't show up because he had one too many Celsius, hard Celsius at a Hurricanes tailgate, misses it, but Chris Cody jumps in, he's there. Does that open up, like you're saying, the possibility for a 1v1 high lie cage, ma- cage match for, you know, the ownership, right? Yeah. Um, I think it, I think it's something that's interesting to look into. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe we, we put up one of those uh, famous poll questions and see what the fans think. Yeah. I mean, as, as always, you gotta, you gotta involve the fans. And I think that's something the fans would absolutely get behind. Um, (laughs) what's big highlights agenda. All right. So what do you mean? What's big, big highlights agenda. Are you referring to um, you know, what Mike said on social leading Big into highlight. What, yeah. What, what, what's their agenda? What do they have against the cyclones or the clones? See, I think that that's a misnomer. I don't think there's anything against the cyclones, you know, in the championship match, you've got, yeah, Mike Ryan coming out, showing support, bringing, you know, those closest to him, um, to see if, you know, they can bring it home ultimately. And then on the opposite side, you've got Kay Marie, um, and she brings out her crew. And I think she saw an opportunity for the wall warriors to bring home some hardware and she brought out everyone in her, in her ecosystem to support, you know, whether it was a UFC fighter or two, um, some other celebrities, they, they came up with merch, they came up with banners and that was all organic. That was all native to, uh, to what they brought to the table. So big highlight, um, you know, that no agenda there. All, all we wanted to see was, uh, was a good match between the, the cyclones and, and the wall warriors. And that's all you're going to get out of me on that. I don't know. I don't, I don't buy it. Like, is it, I think it might somehow be global warming related. I think big highlight does not want a storm like a cyclone to represent highlight. Uh, I think they, they feel it might be a bad look for them and they're trying to silence or just put forth another champion. And you know what? It didn't, it didn't work. And I'm here to say as cyclone nation, it's not going to work. Big highlight can keep trying, but the clones, the cyclones, we're here to stay. And Carbio said it. I'm gonna say it. We're gonna repeat next season as champs. And that's a Nathan Minima exclusive. That is that is absolutely 100 percent a Nathan Minima exclusive. <laughs> you can take it to the bank. Oop. Twice. I love it. I love it. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. 
this off season, there's a lot of fun stuff that, that we're planning. Um, you know, we got head to head that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a draft that's going to come up in, in mid August that we're excited about more details to come. And then ultimately battle court season two is going to start off in mid September. Um, and, uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. Friday night's going to be the big night um, for our marquee events. Um, so yeah, more more to come on our side. But uh, but I'm excited to keep chatting with you guys and mm-hmm. and seeing about you know if the Sessa Cyclones can indeed repeat in Battle Court season two. Oh, indeed we shall. <laughs> you said it. You said it. Yes, and that's exciting. I'm excited for a draft. Uh, gonna have to get my big board ready. Gonna have to start firing out a couple mock drafts here. You know, if I was as talented as uh, Mel Kuyper or Todd McShay, I'd probably already be on mock draft 3.0. But you know, I'm I'm balancing a lot of plates, uh, so we'll get to that eventually. But I'm excited to hear the things that uh, Highly has coming and keep up the good work. We will. We will. We much appreciate it, Nathan. I, it, this has been, it's been real, really fun to come on with you guys. And it's been awesome to follow your channel and, and see the interviews. Like I said, what you had with Carbio and all the fun stuff that you guys are doing and cannot thank you enough for the support. It's been, this season was a ton of fun and we're excited about what's to come um, here in the next few months. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, folks, that does it for this episode of God Bless Highlight. Thank you for joining us. And that's also going to do it for this season of God Bless Highlight. We have enjoyed bringing you the inside scoop on all things Highlight related. Uh, we hope that we can continue to do that as the next season of Battle Court nears or any important Highlight information. You can trust that the boys at the Fan Lebetard show are going to be the one and only ones bringing you the biggest nuggets, biggest insider details on all things Highlight related and the Levitard show. So thank you for joining us. And as always, wait, what? Nami. Oh, that's right, folks. We've got one more Nate the Minimum Miami exclusive before we close this bad boy out. As you folks know, I've been to Miami. I've met the show. I've I've met Ian. I've met Mike. I've met Chris. I've met Chris Whittingham. I've met me. I don't even know if you can hear me, right? Because no one's here to tell me if my audio's high or low. So I've met the show. You know that. And I met Greg Cody. And what Greg Cody told me is he respects the teaching profession. Because I'm a teacher, he told me that. And he also told me a middle school teacher inspired him to become a journalist. I tell you that middle school teacher's name, but I don't remember because I was too much in awe of like, whoa, Greg Cody's pulling me aside to tell me he appreciates me. I appreciate you. But Mike Ryan's still my owner. And that'll do it, folks. God bless Highlight.